It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. We have a super show lined up for you today. Leading off, we're going to talk Tory and the USGA. Follow it up with a couple guests from the PGA of America. Then close with our version of the weekly update. Stay tuned for that one. You can't stop The Pro Show. Let's go. Mr. Wade Weezer, a fine start to this Friday afternoon. Awesome show that we're going to have today. I'm very fond of that song. What do you think of that song? It's a good Friday song. All right. Well, we might we might have to lock that one into place. I mean, this really gets me going at the start of each show. I love that that guitar riff. It's really good. Definitely has the build up. We like the build up. Yeah, the, the build up is definitely what year there. Is that song. Oh, geez. Mid-90s? You're digging deep on me there. You know, I was only ready to talk about this week, and you're going back to the 90s right Fair off enough. the bat. I'll let you, you know, And this was like best week ever. You remember that VH1 show, Best Week Ever? Right? Yes. When they would recap just the week. And I'm having a great week. And, and there's a couple reasons why, but I'm, I'm first, I'm curious real quick and, and be brief. But uh, how was your week? It was it was fine. I'm, I'm, I can't really bill it as the best week ever, so I'm kind of curious as to how yours um, compares with mine. Well, there's a lot of things going on and, you know, you've got kids at home and everything. And, and my daughter is now back in school every day, so right. which is kind of cool. Great. Yeah. She's in elementary school. She's in fifth grade. So Abby's back in school every day. And then my son, he started basketball, you know, with the seventh graders this week. So, Ooh. you know, he's not just totally into video games every day. So he's got basketball every afternoon. Well, so let me know what that's like. You know, yeah, he's got something to look forward to. So he's he's like only on a scale of one to ten of Mopey. He's like a six now. Instead I just of a found 10. out my my 12 year old made the honor roll um, last semester. The one that ended in November because we got the thing in the mail. But nowadays you probably realize this. You get all these reports on your phone updates. So you don't never realize like when the final grade is done. So I'm like, oh, that's nice to know. Good parent. Just finding out months later. Yeah. You know, all, all, all the school system does is complain about helicopter parents. But yet all they do is like fuel our helicopters. <laughs> you know? Every day. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, but one of the tie ins, though, for best week ever was that years ago. And it was it was more of a tie in with my son and talking about, you know, all he's done when he's been virtually in school is play video games with his buddies yep. because they can do it online and talk to one another. But video games has been in the news this week. I don't know if I don't know if you've heard, you know, anything. Oh, I, I heard of a certain video game uh, distributor, or yes. a store, a brick and mortar. Yeah. So you go back like 20 years where, um, you know, things like Blockbuster Video existed and GameStop was hot, you know. And I was thinking back in those days when I had a little extra cash and, you know, you maybe like to bet on things and, you know, so you, 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 you buy some stock or whatever. So, you know, I, I, I found myself buying some GameStop back in the day and it's been a good week. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you, you really had some back in the day? No, but I, I just thought it would be. <laughs> a fun side Back in the day, meaning last Wednesday. Yeah, last week. <laughs> is this unbelievable or what? It's nuts. You know, I mean, it's everyone's nuts. I mean, everyone's got way too much free time. 
Agreed. And, you know, both sides are crying about everything. It's unbelievable. Hey, let's get that vaccine rollout going. You know, <laughs> I mean, please help me here. All right. So let's just start with the fact that, you know, the big guns are out on the PGA Tour. We've come back to the mainland and we're at Torrey Pines, which is routinely the, the official start of the brand new year on the PGA Tour. And we have the farmer Farmers Insurance open and uh, we've got a stellar field. And even though the Brooks Kepkas of the world who shot even yesterday or the Rory who's tied for 21st aren't really, you know, John Rahm minus three. He's at 32nd. You know, these guys are just kind of positioning themselves as they head into a rough weather day today. Um, They're out on the West Coast. So even at this point for us in the afternoon, we don't have a really good idea of where things sit. But after round one, your leaders are Patrick Reed and Alex Noren. So, I mean, the the press room must have been really lit up there because Alex Noren doesn't say a word and and Patrick Reed says way too many. So um, they both shot eight under yesterday. So congratulations to them and and more to come on that. Obviously, this weekend, Uh, the European tour has another one of their. Dubai events, the Dubai Desert Classic, and they've got a good field out there. Tommy Fleetwood's in third. Uh, the leader after two rounds is Thomas Dietrich from Germany, so he's at minus 10. And uh, Casey Westwood all in the top 10. Um, Colin Morikawa went over there. He's not playing his best golf, but, you know, what can you do? And, you know, really the subject to, to hit on this week is Tory Pines. And the reason being is that not only do we have the Farmers Insurance Open here in January, but it is going to be the host of the U.S. Open coming in 2021. And uh, I know for a fact that we have some USGA representatives out there. A good friend of the show, Jason Gore, flew out to San Diego because he wants to talk to the players and see what they like most about Tory and, and how the U.S. Open can really take advantage of creating a great championship like they did back in 2000. And eight. And uh, there was a guy by the name of Tiger Woods that won that year on a broken leg. So it's definitely one of the um, highlight U.S. Opens of uh, cer- certainly since 2000. And um, now we're 13 years removed from that. And it, it was a great championship. Um, actually, the last one um, that had a playoff. And the U.S. Open playoff is an 18-hole playoff, Wade. You know, so they play the next day. They don't just keep going in sudden death. Right. They make they make the guys that are tied come back the next day and play 18 more holes. And in fact, they were tied after 18 more holes, and they played another hole. And Tiger eventually won over Rocco Mediate. But that was a great championship, and I know they're they're setting up for another good one. Now, you know, one of the things that I want to talk about today is that another sign that the pandemic will end. You know, like, you know, we were kids. They used to always say on Sports Illustrated, you know, um, another sign the apocalypse is upon us. Right. You know, so we're going to spin that into a positive way. Another sign that the pandemic will end. The folks at the USGA that we were just talking about right there in Torrey Pines in the U.S. Open announced this week that they're going to go back to having open qualifying for the men's and women's U.S. Open. So if a large institution like that can schedule and facilitate. Hundred plus sites of local qualifying for people to get into the U.S. Open, men's and women's. Um, I mean, you've got 22 different qualifiers for the women's, uh, 36 holes apiece for them to get into the 76th Women's U.S. Open, which is being played at the Olympic Club out in San Francisco. And then you've got 109 local sites for the men um, to get into Torrey Pines. I mean, that's 135, I think, uh, sites that they're willing to take on, which I think is important. So, you, you know, it kind of it's a sign that they believe that that yep. come April, they can get people safely around a golf course to qualify for such a big event. And, you know, it it's kind of a cool thing. You know what else is a cool thing? I had a conversation with our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation this week, 
And they are back with the pro show, Ooh, Wade. Look at this that. This is a big announcement. You know, do, 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 we need do, do. a breaking news center. I'll yeah, get one. Yeah, you got it. Well, you got to get one before the, the last segment today because we're going to do a little update. All right? right. But anyway, but, you know, the New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Under the guidance of PGA professionals, programming is available throughout the year for youth, military veterans, and those with special needs. Individuals from diverse backgrounds have an opportunity to experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment while adhering to health and safety guidelines. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. And, you know, it's not just a summertime thing. They're doing a thing for veterans right now where they are actually having indoor simulator golf leagues and matches. It's pretty cool. They're up there at Fiddler's Elbow, and the guys are getting together every week, and they're having a single match play format. Uh, it's a round robin uh, of sorts, and they're going from January through March. So the New Jersey Golf Foundation back on the sponsorship side of the pro show and so happy to have them back. And, you know, one other cool story I want to touch on, as we see Tory Pines this weekend, and it, it came out from our friends at CBS and CBS Sports Golf Coverage, right? They have a new producer. So there's some, you know, with the new year, there's these innovations and there's these opportunities for um, kind of to spice things up a little bit. Spice. And yeah, I know you like things spicy for sure. Um, and they have a new producer and this this gentleman, Seller Shy. Um, he's only their third producer since 1959. You know, you've had Frank Tricanian, uh, Lance Barrow, and then now this gentleman. But they're going to do some cool things with the coverage this weekend on CBS. And uh, one of them is they're going to put a score bug in the corner of the screen. A score bug is like the same thing they do with football, soccer, sure, yep. everything else. Lower right. They're going to put that there. They're going to do some new music. So I hope they reach out Ooh. to the to the guys at Fox Football who play all the fish and dead songs and everything. Sure, you know, yeah, that yeah. guy, you know, our our buddy there, Jake uh, uh, Jolivet, you know, he's he's always got a good playlist going for that Thursday night football. And, um, you know, they're going to have an official rules official. They're, they're going to have a rules official every week. So some really cool things that are coming up with with CBS Sports and, um, you know, some really cool things coming up on the show. Now, I know that our guests from the PGA America are on the line. We're going to jump to a break real quick. So, folks, it is about 3.11 p.m. here in New York. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in a moment with two of the technology leaders from the PGA of America. The shindig, chop, chop, he says I'm going to win big. He's back. What we have just witnessed is the most unprofessional act that I can ever remember seeing in professional sports, and I've been covering this stuff for 30 years. Mike Greenberg. He is better than advertised. If this kid stays healthy, he is well on his way to being one of the best and one of the most unique players this league has seen in a very long time. Greeny. Every weekday starting at noon on the new 920 ESPN. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show, great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You're listening to ESPN 920. and 21 presents tons of new opportunities. These two gentlemen we have today are building a Vanguard virtual online marketplace. Their pl platform will light the way toward the PGA of America becoming the number one online resource in golf. Pretty cool. Like Bono cool. Hit it, Wade. Oh, 
have these guys on the line, so let's get them introduced. We have Rob Smith. He is the general manager of PGA Interactive. Rob, welcome to the Pro Show. How are you today? Keith, how's it going, man? Happy Friday. Oh, yeah. Fridays are great, you know, especially because we're on air and we're having so much fun. And let's see if Mark Johnson's with us. Mark Johnson is the director of coach and consumer technology for the PGA of America. Pretty official title there, Mark. How are you feeling today? I'm great, Keith. Good to talk to you. It's good to talk to both of you guys. And I know it's been a crazy week down with you guys at PGA of America Corporate. You know, we have the virtual PGA show. We all didn't get to descend on Orlando this week. But, you know, in a technical sense, we are now in a virtual world, and I think that it's really appropriate that we have you guys available. So thanks for taking the time. And, you know, being our representatives and can talk about PGA.com, um, let's just start with kind of a macro question. And Rob, I'm going to go to you first. All right. Um, a couple of years ago, you guys took over from Turner. The PGA of America now runs our own website, right? What do you guys feel like is the mission? What, what's the directive that you guys are working with? as our virtual ambassadors to the PGA members? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a great place to start. Um, I mean, the, the mission of the website is the same mission of the, <clears throat> the association, which is to benefit the member and help the member grow their footprint in the game, whether it be instruction, general management, <clears throat> facility operations, whatever it may be. And, and using this website to connect with more golfers and grow the brand of our member is the primary goal. Now that's like our, you know, our one-liner strategy, but th there are many tentacles into everything we do. And, and Mark's going to talk about a little today about the products and technology we're building. But at the end of the day, we need a great branding mechanism online to support our member and to help them grow the game at their course. And that's what we're intending to do with content, products, technology, partnerships, um, social media, everything. So you just mentioned it there, social media. So I'm going to steal a little fun phrase from there. We've all seen it before. There's the where you started and where you are now meme, you know, and in the in, in the middle of that, um, we had this little thing called COVID, which still exists. Right. So when you were handed uh, the reins to this, Rob, and let's start with you first and we'll get to, to Mark in a second. But um, when you were handed the reins to this, where did you guys start? And then maybe we'll have Rob talk about where you are now. I mean, yeah, so uh, Matt, our Mark, yeah, our, so our, our website was, was tied up in a large television deal for, for almost 20 years, and it was a very media-driven strategy of driving, driving views and you know, working to support any sort of content strategy in the sport of golf. And um, it was very successful for the PGA. It got us in the market online, and we were able to uh, interact with golfers every day and every weekend. Um, but honestly, we were, we were focusing a bit more on the touring professionals, men and women, and talking about the competition that was taking place um, every weekend. And what we weren't talking about is what's happening, you know, on the golf course every weekend, the actual golf course that, you know, I play, that Mark plays. And we needed to shift our content strategy and what we were doing and how we were reaching golfers. And that was the first place we started was, you know, we got a new website, we launched it. Um, but the first place we started was updating our content. And we kicked that off in earnest last January. So if you follow us on social media on our official PGA handles or you go to the website every day, you'll see a very different content strategy um, that we're supporting, which is, you know, connecting with the everyday golfer through the instruction of coaching and how to become better and how to become and, and how to enjoy the game. So, Mark, where are you now then? 
you know, because you, you're here to talk more about the technical aspects of things. How, what was it like to try to build something like that? You get the directive from Rob and the team at PGA of America, and then you have to go build this thing. You know, what was that like? And just yeah, yeah Keith. I mean, it, it is a lot like creating a startup within an existing organization, right? There's a you got to build a whole new team. You got to hire you got to hire a whole new set of people that know how to build product and know how to operate an online site and um, you know, we're kind of getting to that point. We've been very fortunate, as you know, we're, we're moving our headquarters to Frisco, Texas. That certainly helped us, uh, you know, gain a, a whole new source of, of talent there that helped us build this team. And, um, you know, today we, uh, we've made some progress. We, we now have, um, you know, new coach profiles. We have pj.com slash coach, um, which, which highlights our members. Um, and, and the team's kind of roll, rolling good now. So, and Rob just touched upon it there. You know, I'm trying to put all of this together for the listener. And, yeah. and uh, you know, as we talk about this, um, it reminds me of something that you once said, Rob, and that is uh, the network of services created in collaboration with PGA members will benefit both the golfer and professional alike and ultimately grow and improve the game for us all, you know pretty amazing statement there right so it seems like this website is is becoming more and more valuable with this new mindset can you expound upon that a little bit more you know what you meant by saying that how it's going to be good for both sides and for golf in the future yeah 100 percent. i mean we're this website and what we're doing on social is meant to be the consumer facing brand of the pga you know we get around half a million to a million people given on any given month throughout the year on the website and we have about a half a million followers on each of our big social media accounts. So our biggest focus is to continue to grow that audience and educate people on the game and explain to them the best ways to get into golf and make it accessible. And, you know, sometimes it's coming down to lowering the bar in terms of going to a course and potentially intimidation or just helping give instruction around how to make a putt. And, you know, building this network of services is ultimately in the next five years meant to drive more adoption of the game and make it easier for people to play. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's what it comes back to, to what, to what we're doing. And, you know, I think we're starting at this, this pretty robust baseline already. The PGA letters already have a very good footprint in the sport of golf. And so we are building a startup from a staffing perspective, but we do have a great starting point from the, hundred plus year legacy of the association. And, you know, we, we throw around some, some use cases internally of what we want to solve. And I always say, it, um, you know, if you're going to go buy a washing machine at Home Depot, the first thing you do is you go on Google and search for reviews and ratings and understand what that washing machine does. And um, if, a, if a consumer is, or a golfer is going to go get a lesson and, and under, wants to understand what the PGA does, and they go on Google and type in questions, for how to get better at golf and how a PGA professional can do that. We want to be there and making sure that we're answering those questions and ultimately driving them down to the course and down to the member. Um, and we don't, we're not even talking about partnerships yet and, we're, and we'll get to that, I think, but you know, how we interface with technology is a big part of that. It's not just about a flashy website. You know, there's, there's hundreds of products, you know, in the, the technology universe in the sport of golf. I think we get introduced to one or two a month. And, you know, we're also trying to build the right tech to, to make maneuvering that, that landscape easier for, for golfers. 
You know what, folks, if you're just joining us, we have a couple of robust guests with us today. It's Rob Smith and Mark Johnson from the PGA of America, and they work on the digital side of things for PGA.com. And during the busiest week in the business of golf, which is PGA Show Week, we have them here sharing their time with us. And Mark, I want to jump to you real quick. You talked about the different steps of this startup that you're trying to essentially build. You've been through a pandemic. You've had your challenges. You have the directive from above, from the board, from the leaders, from Seth Waugh, right? What are you most proud of that you guys have accomplished so far? Because, I mean, it's been a challenging year for everyone, and I'm sure you guys have had challenges as well, even in a virtual world, right? What are you guys most proud of that you've built so far for the PGA members and for golfers? That's a great question, Keith. I mean, it it certainly was an interesting year for everyone last year. I mean, just taking over the site from Turner and and keeping it going and keeping it um, kind of vibrant during the PGA Championship last year uh, was certainly a a proud moment for my team, you know, standing around and and all of us together kind of realizing that this is real for us now. You know, Turner's no longer there to to help us do it. So uh, I I think just, you know, just staying alive and um, and kind of having that landing spot is, was our first kind of big milestone. And then I think beyond that, um, you know, we're proud of the fact that our coaches kind of have a place now where they, they can interact with golfers, right, with consumers. And so, um, you know, getting those coach profiles put on the site so, the co- so that we start with our coaches and, and they have a place that um, they feel like is home, um, I think is a, was the next big goal. And, you know, from there, we started driving connections to those coaches. You know, we want this to be a place where, you know, any golfer can can know where to land when they're interested in getting into golf or they want to play, participate more in golf. They know where to go and they know how to find a local person that can help them do that. And so we started that this past year. Um, that's been extremely exciting to, to make those initial connections. You know, you touched on something there, the PGA Championship which, you know, was a pivot moment, was something that everyone had to kind of, you know, redesign in, in essence. Rob, Rob I, want, I want to ask you, what was it like running the digital interface for all the fans of the PGA Championship, you know, the first major of the year um, remotely? Because I, I imagine yeah. you guys weren't there at the site. No, I mean, that's, a, that's a great question. And it's funny, right? In the big, the big scheme of things, you know, the, the, the championship certainly has, you know, any of our championship events, um, you know, we also ran all the technology for the women's PGA this year. Um, you know, our audience naturally finds us, you know, if you want live scores for these events, there's only really one place you can go. Um, all the affiliates usually have delays. So we hang our hat on a few very exclusive features and pieces of content that you can't get anywhere else. And we freely get, you know, one to 2 million people um, coming to these platforms to, to observe the event. Yeah. And it was tough. I mean, I was, I posted on my LinkedIn, my war room set up in my basement. That was the first time I really had to cover um, a sporting event. I've been you know, doing sports digital for about 12 years, and I've usually attended these events, and it was a new behavior to have to do it at home, um, away from my team. We did have one or two people on site uh, producing content, but you know, Mark, uh, I think Mark was in Frisco at the time, or trying to move to Frisco, and I was in Atlanta, had a handful of people in Florida and we were just on, you know, zoom conference calls all day. Um, it was definitely unique, but you know, the biggest challenge of this new chapter of the PGA and doing things digitally, you know, we obviously have to run the event and ensure that, you know, we're promoting, you know, the players, our partners, um, the 20 PGA professionals that play in each event, but we're also using these events to drive back to the core of the association, which has been a challenge for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. 
So we really want to take this marketing platform that we have with our championship events online and promote the pro, get that logo more prominent in our coverage, ensuring that we're having a lens of how players prepare for the event, who their coaches are, who their instructors are. A lot of them are PGA professionals and trying to bring that to life. And that's, that's the new universe we're trying to connect. You know, we want to build this marketplace for coaches to find consumers and, and build their business. But then when we have the four or five tent poles a year, you know, that's probably the biggest challenge we have, but that's all new, trying to bring those championship events down to the root of the PGA, which is, you know, the member. All right. Well, you have me at hello on that one because everyone knows I am a PGA member. Um, proud and true for sure. Uh, blue and gold, no doubt. I, you know, I wear the logo with pride. And, you know, now, Mark, I want to jump to you then. So as a PGA member, um, give me a couple teasers here. You know, what kinds of assets are we going to roll out here that are going to allow me to, to, you know, retake that position in golf and being the leader and take it away from, you know, all of the, the YouTube chops that are out there and everything and these social media fanatics and everything that think that they know what we really know as the experts of in business and teaching golf. That's, that's awesome, Keith. Um, you know, I think just in general, we want to do anything that frees up our coaches. So people like you, Keith, to spend more time with golfers, right? Like that's what you probably love to do the most is, is spend time on the golf course or on the driving range. Who does know, it? With groups of, with group, exactly, with <laughs> groups of people. So uh, we don't want you having to spend time, you know, configuring your software or constantly running your website. So anything that we can do to kind of free you up to, um, so that you know you're making the game easier for golfers, more fun. Uh, and kind of the first choice for people to remain healthy, right? So, you know, that, that's things like scheduling, that's things like messaging, you know, those type of features that, that you can quickly do on your phone um, and not have to go back into the golf shop to, to talk to your, to your students or to your community. Um, so anything like that is kind of in our realm right now. Um, obviously, there's, a, there's a, lot of, a lot of technology in golf, so we'll be looking at partnerships to help do some of those things. But um, that, that's kind of the general idea. You know, one of the things that gets me all the time, and, and I want to talk a little bit about our competition for a second, is that, you know, it, everyone goes to the PGA Tour website for scores. So that's, so that's a score haven, right? But we have these other folks out there like Golf Channel and Golf Digest and Golf.com, right? The PGA.com and PGA members are competing with constantly to get our message out. And, and you guys are aware of this. So in a whiteboard sense, right, you know, what can I get fired up about? Because it drives me nuts when I go to all those websites and there's someone writing about golf and they don't know what they're talking about. Right. And then this is this is why it's called the pro show, because in an essence, I am trying to bring out accurate, knowledgeable information to the golf world. And I, and I know that you guys are, too, because you're trying to enhance our members in the light of the public. So that, so the question becomes and Mark, I'm going to stick with you because I want to talk a little bit more about the products. How are we going to compete with these competitors? Because when the barstool guys are on there yelling about how bad their chipping is, right, like a PGA member is the one who's going to fix it. Right. Yeah, you're, yeah, that's exactly right. Right. Uh, you know, those those cold wedges uh, that Riggs and team always talk about, um, you know, the, if they really want to solve it, they got to go to a PGA member. I mean, that's going to be the fastest way. And so I, I do think some of it is just, you know, reestablishing that, especially digitally. Um, you know, I, I think historically everyone knows that PGA members are, are who can help you get better at golf. Uh, but digitally, we got to get to that spot. So I, I think to some degree, you know, Rob can speak to this a good bit, um, you know, getting the right content there and making it timely for where people are, you know, in their journey in golf is important. Um, so I, I kind of think that's the first step. I don't necessarily think that, 
you know, everything on YouTube or Instagram is, is wrong, right? That's, that's certainly g- gathering a, a huge audience for golf. And I think that's a positive, right? We just have to find a way to channel it in the right way. So well, I, was, I was just saying, you know, like, Keith, it's funny, you know, there's been a number of instructional startups and start downs over the past 10 years of people that had um, ideas online. I'm going to create a website and have the best golf instruction. And it's not worth naming, you know, who, who they were, but um, I think the one thing that we always stand, point, stand by is that this is not a sideshow for us. This is not a, a you know, our, our third priority business. Like helping people learn the game and supporting our members is the number one priority. And we are super authentic about that. So when we put either a product in front of someone that allows them to manage their business and uh, sorry, put a product in front of a, a PGA pro that allows them to manage their business and connect with consumers, or we go out Keith to a pro like you and have you write content and shoot video for us that then we put on the website in front of millions of people. This isn't some side business venture that we're trying to create. This is core to the association. And, and that trust and that authenticity is something that's going to be in everything we do. And we think that's how we're going to be able to not only win this for the pro, but, but win this in the space. Well, there's one thing for sure. And 2020 th- taught us this for without a doubt. And it showed it clearly is that PGA professionals as ambassadors of the game are truly authentic. And, you know, what my peers and I have been through in the last calendar year, just with the surge of golfers coming our way, it's kind of exciting what you guys are talking about. I mean, I, I don't know if, if, how excited you guys get. I hope you do. But, I mean, you've got to understand some of that. At the front lines, we have had more golfers than there have ever been since the dawn of golf. All right. Since the shepherds were out in the field, right, knocking rocks around. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we, we, more, we have more golfers than there were when Tiger, you know, created a boom. And trust me, I know all about the Tiger boom. I worked at Isleworth, you know, in the in the middle of the maelstrom from 98 to 2003. People are like, oh, Tiger had a lot of golfers. I was like, I, I stood next to Tiger when all of those golfers were there and there was an extra 10 million people. We had an extra 10 million rounds in August this year. You know, so I think part of this, too, that we can educate our members on is that I, I want to get into the tools that we're going to be able to use that are going to maybe kind of debut or roll out on PGA.com. Can you guys share with us or foreshadow one or two of these kind of management tools that are going to help allow our members to handle this onslaught that's coming in the spring of 2021. Because by the time we get to the 85th Masters, it's going to be warm enough in the Northeast. I mean, there's people playing golf today, probably, and it's 20 degrees out this afternoon, but it's sunny, so they'll play, right? You know, I want to get into the tools that you guys are going to roll out. Is there one or two that you can foreshadow for me? And, and you know, maybe, Rob, you know, in a macro sense, you're the best one to speak to this. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a, a simple use case, and then this is certainly Mark's area, but, you know, we have a, um, a training product called, you know, PGA.coach, which is, you know, a member-facing product where um, our members can uh, go through a training, um, register, go through a training, become coach certified, as we call it. And in that training, they talk about better ways to teach the game, better ways to build programs that attract um, golfers on their terms, better ways to communicate and stay in touch with golfers, and then right now, it's you go through that training and you're done. And what we're working on is actually building the tools to take that training to practice. So we go through a big phase about group lessons and the idea instead of doing a one-on-one lesson, this is in PGA.coach, you know, having a lesson with five or 10 people, you can grow your revenue, you can create the amount of fun, you can bring a bottle of wine out and make it even more fun. 
But then when you actually get through the training and actually scheduling many people and taking payments, like we don't have those tools yet. So that is like an, a, an easy example from start to finish on something that we're trying to facilitate is then once you go through the training and understand the business side of it, then you ha then have a tool set you can put in your pocket on your phone and manage that training and implement that training at your, at your, um, at your club. And Mark, you, you, this is your world. I mean, you have dozens of examples, but that's one that I was always easy to recite and I think connects with, with most people. All right, Mark, let me jump in there real quick because I got to take a break. So I'm going to give right. you, you know, about 70 to 90 seconds here to come up with, you know, your top one or two when we come back. But for right now, folks, we'll, we'll be back in a moment. And uh, we'll have the two guys from the PGA bringing coaches to you. And uh, what's next with PGA.com? That's Rob Smith and Mark Johnson. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Keyshawn Johnson. Any quarterback that play underneath him is going to look crazy, and especially if they got any skill set. Jay Williams. I'm just tired of talking about what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't do. I want to start talking about what Brett Brown needs to make them do. It's time to go to work, Brett. And Zubin Mahente. I can promise you, I am as passionate about sports as you are. It is time to go to work. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday morning starting at 6 on the new 920 ESPN. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Thanks for radio. I, I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. This is Keith Stewart, your host of the pro show. Welcome back to our conversation with Rob Smith and Mark Johnson from the PGA of America. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. I, I'm a one-way motorway. I'm a road drive you know, as we are about to tee it up for the back nine with Rob and Mark, it's times like these we need to rewind everyone that you can listen to the pro show every week from anywhere. Just go to 920ESPNNewJersey.com and hit that Listen Now button. Wade, carry on with the Foo Fighters. Loving your vibe here, brother. information from mark johnson it's times like these times times like these all right we're back love that a little acoustic foo fighters there nice touch there mr wade weezer on the board you're always you're always surprising me with your friday afternoon mastery of the board thank you all right well all right, we're well, moving on then. And as I sang there, I want to jump back into this conversation about what's next. And, you know, Mark, we queued it up before the break. Um, hit me. As a PGA member, explain to me more of the tools that are coming my way that are going to turn me into a, you know, an able-bodied um, surge enhancer in golf when it comes to 2021. 
Yeah, I think Rob kind of hit the nail on the head for me. I mean, at the end of the day, people want to do things with other people. And, and you know, we've seen that in the fitness industry. People in CrossFit are always, you know, they have their CrossFit teams almost. And Peloton is kind of the same way where you're kind of interacting with other people. <clears throat> and I think we have to find a way to do that in golf more. Uh, we've seen some success there, right, with PGA Junior League where, you know, kids are coming to play team golf. And I, I think we need to see more of that. So we're going to give tools to our to our members and our coaches that kind of allow that to happen easily and more often, right? So you can you can set up those team events. You can, uh, you know, put them out there on PJ.com. People can find those events and register and show up and play and, and kind of form teams. You know, we may see some of that that's more in the family realm to begin with. But I think eventually it's going to be, you know, instead of just coming up and playing your own ball all the time, you're going to come up, you're going to come to the club, you're going to meet up with your your coach or your member, and you're going to have fun with a group of people. And I think that's what we need to, that's where we're going. Uh, we're going to give the tools to members to make that easy so that, you know, they can focus on the community and less on the software and the products, but it'll, it'll certainly empower. And I'm, you know, our goal is to keep this surge going, right? We, people want to come to the course, you know, last year because it was the thing to do is the thing they could do. You know, we got to keep them coming back. And I think, you know, they, they want to interact with other people. They don't want to be lonely. So, um, you know, I think that's that's the number one place where we're headed. You know, when I think about all of that, again, it, it's pretty exciting. And, you know, one of the things I draw back to was this idea that when Frisco was announced and the big move was, you know, put out there for everyone in the world to digest. One of the, the phrases that really stuck with me was when Seth Waugh said he felt like PGA headquarters in Frisco, Texas, was going to become the Silicon Valley of golf. And in many ways, you know, I think people immediately jumped to the concept that that was going to be about training aids or swing dynamics or track man. And I'm so excited to have you guys on here today to talk about some of these different things and tools that would be available, because for a lot of PGA members that go through their day to day, um, they just don't have the opportunity to use the things that you guys are talking about. You know, th this this whole concept of PGA coach is fascinating to me and how you guys are going to roll out and connect with all of the 29,000 men and women of the PGA of America. I mean, that's a pretty strong group. I mean, do you guys get excited about this stuff as, as I do? <laughs> I mean, I think Rob and I both are golf junkies. Um, you know, I, I've been in golf for a, a long time. Uh, in addition to the technology side of the world, uh, golf's kind of my passion. Um, and I think it is the same for Rob, right? So, uh, you know, we're super, I know we're both super excited about kind of what Seth has said as that North Star for Frisco being the Silicon Valley of golf. There's a ton of capital investment in golf that's happened over the last, you know, 10 to 15 years. And, um, you know, it's great to be around it and pull it all together and, and try to give it to more of our members. Yeah, there's no doubt. And so it begs a question then, as I'm thinking about this, um, Rob, what drew you to golf, right? What, what, what gets you excited about playing golf? Why do you love golf so much? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been playing for a long time. I, I've only been really working, you know, in the sport professionally, you know, 10, 10 11 years. Um, but I, it's, it's funny. I, I play less golf now because I, I got two kids. And, you know, when you work in something, you tend to do it less. And I know, Keith, you, you know that well. Um, and it's Mark as well. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just love the sport. I like the individual aspect of it and being able to go out and grind with yourself. You're the only one to blame that accountability it's just kind of first nature for me. And um, yeah. And then obviously to continue to grind to get better. I mean, I think every round I've played, 
in the last, you know, six months, I finished really well. Right. <laughs> and that's really tough to play terrible for 10 holes, 14 holes, and then play the last four great because then you want to go back out and play again. And I love that drive. And, and then obviously the, the camaraderie side of it, being able to, you know, go get a beer after a round um, is, a, is a nice capstone as well. Well, the social aspect of golf, and I say this all the time, it was a yeah. social game before it was a competitive game. And we're learning more and more about that through things like PGA Junior League. You know, it doesn't have to be a death march out there of every kid plays his own ball for 18 holes for four days in a row or something. You know, we can have scrambles. We could play three holes um, with our ladies groups and still have fun and then have a cocktail hour afterwards. Or, you know, we can have a, a couple's alternate shot that goes six holes and doesn't have to be nine holes on a Friday night. I mean, there's there's all these um, ingenious things that we can do, you know, and, and in, in, innovative things that we can touch upon, you know, and. It's, it's exciting to hear that the PGA of America, which is thought of as, you know, basically the PGA championship and the Ryder Cup at times, has all of this work going on in the background. Right. And folks, if you're curious who we're talking to, the two voices you hear are from Rob Smith and Mark Johnson. They are representatives of PGA.com and work for the PGA of America. And while we still have them here for a couple more minutes, um, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, when you guys get to Frisco. Right. It does that enhance what we can do with PGA.com? Does that take things to another level? Because going back to what Seth said, he must have something up his sleeve because Silicon Valley is, is a pretty innovative place. Yeah, I, I think I'll, it's interesting, right? Like what we have at Frisco, I mean, we're going to have a two course facility. Um, we're going to have a, a learning center, an educational center that will be built in a few years. Um, we'll have a giant hotel. I mean, this is going to be a place for the average golfer that they can go book a trip just like you would go to Pinehurst or Kiwa, whatever, any of those other uh, namesake uh, resorts, like this is going to be one of those. And this is going to be a top 100 course once this thing opens in the next few years. Um, we're going to have every aspect of the game covered, every aspect of the, the, the social side of the game covered, and then you can go out and also get better. For the PGA Pro, you know, there's going to be an amazing facility to come in with your membership, show your card, and be able to tap into all the educational aspects of the game You'll be able to come out and run your own academies um, for discounted pricing. Um, and then for the digital team, you know, we're obviously going to have a great space and new headquarters. But I talked a lot about content today and what content's going to do for our brand and, you know, the, the upper funnel of connecting golfers to pros. We're going to have our own production studio. So we're even talking about bringing some of our best on-camera PGA professionals out to Frisco and do shoots with them, have them produce their own instructional content for themselves and for us, put it on PGA.com get a million people to view it and then just wait for the phone to ring. And I mean, that's, that's a capability we don't have today in Florida. Um, so this wasn't just about a headquarters move. This is a whole like next chapter, third chapter of the PGA at what we're going to be doing in Frisco. Well, there you have it, folks. There is the elevator speech there. There is that, you know, I mean, if you can't get fired up about that, as a PGA professional and the ability to go and visit a state of the art facility in golf that has, you know, uh, a six mile square foot range. I mean, the, the, the statistics that I've heard about what they're building there, the two golf courses with Bo Welling and Gil Hans. I mean, it's, it's, it's super exciting. And, you know, I, I'm certainly a big supporter of, of all that's going on and, and heading in that direction and being innovative and, and, you know, kind of taking our place, rightfully so at the top of the game as i as i touched upon earlier you know i can't stand when content comes out and it's not actually helping people get better 
or it's not actually true to the pillars of the game. So, you know, it's great to hear that you guys are equally as fired up and as golfers, but also as human beings um, to support something that seems like such a such a valuable crusade. And uh, speaking of which, as human beings, I want to do one more thing before I let you guys go. So I hope you're up for this. But uh, one of the traditions that we kind of go on with here at the Pro Show is that we do a little rapid fire Q&A. So you guys up to have some fun? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's do it, yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> Dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is uh, um, unexpected. But uh, Wade's having some fun with us. All right, here we go. <laughs> Rob, question for you. Favorite Penn State athlete all time? Next. <laughs> Next? <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. All right, fair enough. All right, Mark, <laughs> if you had dinner with Garth Brooks, what is one question you would ask him? Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, you know, how does he connect with his audience? Because that's really kind of our goal, and he's super, he's great at it, right? Um, you see him at concerts, and it looks like he's best friends with everyone there, and that really is kind of our goal with PJ.com. So, uh, you know, what's his secret there? That's a super relevant question. Cool. All right, Rob. When you're not working, how do you spend your time? Chasing my kids around. Mark, your biggest pet peeve on Zoom meetings? <laughs> uh, you have to kind of interrupt and talk over people because you can't re- you can't read their body language like you can in person. Rob, name something you wish you invented. VRBO. Ooh, that would have been a good one right there. <laughs> Savvy answer. All right, Mark, name someone that inspires you. Uh, hmm. I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth right now. Ooh, all right. Rob, what movie character does Mark most remind you of? <laughs> wow. <laughs> movie character Mark most reminds me of. Be careful. We have to work together the rest of the day. I, have, I yeah, I have never, I have never thought about that. I'm going to think about that when you go to Mark and come back to it. All right. I'm not sure. I don't have anything top of mind on that one. All right. We'll get back to you in a second. Then on that, yeah. Mark, if you could make Rob the lead singer in any band, what group would you put him in? <clears throat> wow. Uh, I know he's a Foo Fighters fan, but I, I don't know that he could take that over. I, I'm not sure if, if he has enough energy for that right now. Uh, so I'm going to go with Pearl Jam. Ooh. The bro- right. Eddie Vedder is still some high mark. but Yeah, <laughs> the brooding side of Rob Smith. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that. All right, here we go. So, so Rob, back to you then. What character is Mark going to play in a movie? Is he Maverick? Is he, who is he? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just going off of pure visuals, and he's, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's the Weasley guy in uh, Breakfast Club, uh, the nerdy guy in Breakfast Club. Oh, Anthony Michael Hall. (laughs) Anthony Michael Hall, yeah. I love it. I don't know why, just purely, Mark's tall, and Anthony Michael Hall is not, but I don't know why that came to mind. It's the first thing I could think of. Uh, Well, we love... I will be offended. I love the Breakfast Club. A little John Hughes never hurts. All right, all right, Rob, describe PGA.com in one word. Um, I'm going through all the big buzzwords in my head. Um, scrappy. Mark, when you hear the words PGA.com, what's the first thing that comes to mind? 
fun. I mean, it's super fun for me right now. Um, you know, it's it's kind of the future for golf in my mind. So it's it's fun. Well, Mark, you are talking to the director of fun. That's me. So you chose the perfect word. And guys, I, I can't thank you enough. I know it's been a busy week with all that's going on with the virtual PGA show and everything at PGA.com in general. I appreciate you spending the time with me on the pro show. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Have, have a great weekend, man. All right. You as well. Folks, right. there we are. Some great time with the guys from PGA.com. It's well, about 3.46 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We're coming back to wrap up today's show with the Pro Show Update. Janae Wilmake. Players who've always been at the forefront of social change. We all respect the decision and we support her decision more importantly. And Mike Golick Jr. We saw a Black Lives Matter shirt at a NASCAR race. You have finally opened the door to make a new group of people feel welcome at a racetrack. The new knows no limits. Janae Wilmake and Mike Golick Jr. are Janae and Golick Jr. Weekday afternoons at 4 on the new 920 ESPN. St. Jude exceeds any expectation or any dream I could have ever had about a hospital. First was getting David here to save his life, but then I was told we wouldn't get a bill. I didn't quite process that. How's this possible? It's possible through all the wonderful people who donate. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. If you think about that, I mean, go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30%. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. The research here is research that we share with everyone else because overall, we want to help all children that have cancer. What makes that possible is people that give to St. Jude. They really help us to fulfill our mission, and we're so grateful to have them on our team. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You're listening to ESPN 920. folks you can listen to this show it'll be posted tonight itunes google play spotify sprecher amazon you name it it's there as a podcast so check it out you know you can always stay connected with me through social media at at kj stewart dof on twitter instagram i love to throw things up on linkedin to spark a little conversation speaking of conversation jimmy olsen's blues let's go all right, all right, Wade Weezer. That stuff kills Superman. Hope he realizes that. Yeah, a little pocket full of kryptonite. 
I was fun in games. Yeah. I always thought that was a great song. And then when I moved to Princeton, I found out that those guys went to Princeton High. Yeah, they're, they're local. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Funny? Yeah. So, uh, you know, a little tie in there. But the, the lyric of that song is just great. Jimmy Olsen's Blues is the name of the song by the Spin Doctors, if you don't know. And, um, you know, I love our little spin on how we do things here. It, 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 we always like to keep it interesting. But the idea that, you know, when you think of the Superman movies and the role that Jimmy Olsen plays, right? Yeah, right. And, you know, there's Lois Lane all the time. He doesn't have a chance. Yeah, he doesn't have a chance. <laughs> right. Reminds Unless, me. of course, he has kryptonite. Yes. And it happens to be in his pocket. He's got a pocket full of it. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's just great, you know. Um, speaking of a pocket full of stuff, I, I got a pocket full of thoughts over here for us. And, uh, you know, we're going to start doing something that's, you know, a little bit more mirrors my personality when it comes to the news. Oh boy. All right. So we're going to have what we're going to call here in the uh, fourth segment of the day, the pro show update. Okay. So we'll get your we'll get your producer brain spinning on that because I'm just you know I'm throwing this at you here today um, as I write this up. But uh, you know I I think there's so much to go on every week. You know there's 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 so many news items to cover. You know we kind of have to do them not necessarily in a rapid fire fashion, but th there's a bunch of things we got to jump on. And uh, the first one I want to jump on is this idea of gambling. Have you ever heard of it? Gambling, yes. Yes. Okay, yes. good. Yeah. So, you know, the um, <laughs> I love this headline, right? In the world of gambling, PGA Tour doubles down on responsible betting, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. So here's this idea. You know, they came out this week and their new VP of gaming, Scott Warfield, he says, you know, we're going to uh, become part of the American Gaming Association's responsible sports betting campaign. Right. Okay. And, uh, you know, basically that's important because, you know, anyone that is going to go out and start a betting strategy has to have, you know, the one eight hundred gambler like yeah, for, oh, you know, yeah, disclaimer sure. there involved. Right. You know, and, you know, after all, you know, when you start to think about, you know, um, NBC and the Golf Channel, you know, they are partnered with PointsBet. And then you've got ESPN works only with DraftKings and Caesars. Uh, CBS is with William Hill. You know, the PGA Tour is now yes. creating their own betting website. You know, I, I think that um, as this all comes together, the new TV contract and everything, I think that they're good that they're doubling down on responsible betting. You know, um, <laughs> in a related story, uh, New Jersey's monthly um, gambling sports book okay. uh, amount in December was uh, $4 million short of a billion. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, Pennsylvania came in uh, roughly just under under $600 million in December. But um, New Jersey, who's been one of the leaders in sportsbook, um, so when you start to think about doubling down on responsible betting, I, I think that the PGA Tour has found a home in New Jersey. I think so. And uh, th they're, they're really excited uh, about all of this. Yeah, we've approached a billion in one month in New Jersey. That's a lot of doubling down. You know, it's uh, only a matter of time before they close the bridges and the New York people are stopped coming over. All right. Well, all right. How about this? How about this social media story? Right. This is a cool one. Right. So from last week's LPGA event at the Diamond Resorts. Right. According to the MVP index, the LPGA's social media engagement rate exceeded the PGA Tour, the European Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour and the Golf Channel for the dates of January 18th to the 25th. Right. Okay. So congratulations to them. You know what? You know what that means? No. After all, I guess diamonds are truly a girl's best friend. They are. They <laughs> are. They are. But I'm dumb. All right. <laughs> Terrell Hatton steals the show. I don't know if you caught this online, 
on uh, but the European tour always puts out this really savvy content and they did one with an anger management class and we know that there's there's always been legendary professional golfers that have shown their anger on the course right, right? and Terrell Hatton is one of those guys that definitely um, voices his opinion um, in front of the microphone and also on the course and shows some displeasure with his game from time to time. So they, they do a spin on it. And, and the guys on the European tour are always so tight with one another. So Hatton is the star of this new five-minute clip that they put on YouTube called Anger Management European Tour. You can Google it, right? And it's an anger management class where he's like, hello, my name's Terrell. Um I have anger management issues, right? <laughs> it's one of clips. Yeah. And like Tommy Fleetwood is the one that's, yeah. And then Tommy Fleetwood is the one that's hosting it and everything, you know, but these classes must work because he won in Abu Dhabi last week, the HSBC championship over the likes of Rory and JT and everybody. So I, I would say if you're struggling with anger management in, in any form of life, right, that you should go check out the European tour and uh, their video. It just must be the key. And um, what if you lost? Do you think you'd go back to, well, to letting it all out? Um, this I wouldn't have brought it up. It's, it's quite right, simply. Right. I just wouldn't have wouldn't brought it news. up. Yes. Uh, and speaking of news, there's been a Francisco Molinari sighting, you know, and which, which is interesting. He came in tied eighth at the American Express last week, and it's been his first top 10 since losing at the Masters a couple years ago against Tiger when he put it in the water on 12 right, right, and everything. Right. And, you know, in a related story, oddly enough, Raul Julia has now gone missing. Really? Yes. So we can't find Raul Julia, but Francisco Molinari is back, which is cool. You think he, it's a related story? Yeah, I, I think so. You know what's not cool is that Brooks Kepka splits with his instructor, Claude Harmon III. And, uh, you know, Harmon was supposedly notified three days after the Masters in November, right? Um, I guess that's three days after another one of his clients, Dustin Johnson, won the Masters. Right. So you could chalk that up for whatever you want from Claude Harmon III's point of view. He's a great guy. I love Claude Harmon. And so I reached out to him and I asked him uh, for a comment on that story. And he said about what? So he wasn't overly concerned, I guess. I don't know. All right. So the PGA of America, we got to talk to two of their really cool guys today there, Rob Smith and Mark Johnson. Can't thank them enough for being on. Um, they made uh, a big announcement, a couple announcements this week. But they, the one that I want to talk about right here is that the PGA of America announces their players of the year. So the first one, their player of the year, Jason Karen of Oyster Bay, New York. You may remember Jason Karen. He was on the pro show back in August because he qualified for the PGA Championship. Yep, I do. Um, the Women's Player of the Year, Ashley Greer of Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. Look at that. Long Island, Bryn Mawr, right around the pro yep. show. Obviously, listeners. And then the Senior Player of the Year was Omar Uresti. And, well, he's not from around here. He's from Austin, Texas. And, uh, you know, I, I find it Amazing how he persevered through such unique circumstances, you know, associated with the global pandemic to capture, you know, this 2020 senior PGA professional award this year, you know. And so, you know, in, in reaching out to Omar, you know, I, I asked him, you know, I was like, hey, why are you able to concentrate so well on playing during a global pandemic? And, you know, Uresti, who uh, has played in 375 PGA Tour events and earned $3.8 in his career, said, uh, you know, it's just not that tough against the club pros. $3.8 Did he really say that? Yeah, uh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. Speaking of a tough one, our winner last week from the American Express, right? Siwoo Kim in celebrating his victory and Siwoo Kim, phenomenal young player, 
Right. Right. Young guy. Really, really good. He won the Players Championship a couple of years ago. Um, he's a native of South Korea. And so the law goes there. If you're a male between the ages of 18 and 28, um, you need to enroll in compulsory military service. So his plans for celebrating his Amex victory at age 25, um, since he only has three years left to complete his mandatory service, is to go into um, back to South Korea and serve in the military. Wow. Yeah, he's got to he's got to take 18 <laughs> months in the prime of his golf career to go serve in the military. Keep that champagne on ice. Yeah, I had to read that twice. I was like, is that North Korea or South Korea? Right, right, right. But it's South Korea. So, um, Siwoo Kim, we, we wish you well. Um, see you when we see you. I, I think Wade and I would celebrate our victory at the Amex in, in a different way, but uh, we will see you when we see you. Speaking of see you when we see you, right? You're doing well on the trip. I love it. You're, you're, you're taking to this so well today. Thank you. You know, it, I hope I'm inspiring you. COVID has taught me to adapt. You know what? That's that I should write that down. Okay. You know, it's the first time I've heard that from you. So speaking of adapting, the PGA of America had to make a tough decision to leave Trump Bedminster in 2022 as the host of the PGA championship. And I could go on at length, you know, being a local golf professional, I could go on at length about, um, you know, all the different um, considerations Sure. That the New Jersey region and businesses and small business owners and the professionals here and all the preparation we have been doing 15 months out. Um, I will say this much. Um, Jim Richardson, the president of the PGA of America, did send a very thoughtful note out to all the members to say, hey, that they will work with the PGA section and they will try to compensate us in such a way. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, who we love. Sure. Who is the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA, who loves us. Right. We definitely takes a hit here. Right. With this major championship not being right. there and Absolutely. all, you know, all the hospitality tents and, and the money that they could raise. So, I, you know, I was proud of the PGA to come out and say, yes, they will try to compensate us in such in, in some form. But I do understand why they had to make the move. Right. And uh, a couple of weeks ago when we announced this, you, right. might, you know, I threw out a couple of guest spots mm -hmm. of where it might end up. And one of the places I brought up was Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And if you remember the conversation, I said it made sense to me. Because as we were speaking about Frisco, Texas earlier today, right, that they would only be like a four hour drive right. from the new headquarters, which is going to open in the end of 21, early 22. And as you heard, Mark Johnson, you know, is already working there. You know, they just don't have a building yet there. You know, it's it, it's all taking place. Right. So, you know, I, for me. I'm not surprised. Maybe if some other people are surprised, I don't know. You know, in another surprise story, I want to touch upon Tom Brady will be playing in his next his his tenth Super Bowl next week, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So another I, surprise, knock me over. Yeah. So Southern Hills about as surprising as Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, I to get on the Tom Brady thing for a minute. You know, I mean, he is just fascinating. Forty three. I thought we say he's forty four. He's right around there. Forty three years old. It's insane. Right. Okay. Imagine this. He's 33 and 11 in the playoffs. In the playoffs? Yeah. Playoffs, right? <laughs> he's in the playoffs. He's 33 and 11. The guy with the next most wins oh boy. Is, like, is like Peyton Manning with 16. He's got double the amount of playoff wins. It's insane. It's unbelievable what this guy does. He, if you say he's not the greatest, then you're not. You haven't been paying attention the last 20 years. Well, I'll tell you, one of the funniest things I did see, right, was, you know, the Bernie memes were going around yes, last yes, week. Yes. And somebody replaced Bernie's head 
with Belichick's head. <laughs> and, it, and it said Belichick seen it at uh, Gillette Stadium watching uh, Brady earn his way. That's great. To, to the... Um, <laughs> To the Super Bowl. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, and then uh, one final story that we're going to touch upon today in the pro show update. Can't see. Can't, I can't wait to see what you come up with now that you have sound effects. Okay, we'll see. At your fingertips. Wait till next week. Yes. All right. Um, the PGA Tour at NBC announced the Waste Management People's Open with a whole new betting channel. So we started a little bit with gambling. We're going to end with, you know, a little bit with gambling. Yep. And the story is this. At the Waste Management People's Open, which we broadcast from live last year NBC Sports the PGA Tour and Points Bet are going to have a separate channel in conjunction with the broadcast where all they do is talk about betting and the bets that you can make through Points Bet right the whole thing the whole is thing, the, the whole, whole thing is, is going to be like one of those channels where it looks like a web page right where there's all right. this action going on right and it's going to be on peacock premium of course it is right you know nbc sports has to pay points bet in some way i guess but the idea that they're going to do it at the waste management phoenix open is just is just classic to me i mean my saturday last year i was sitting with world series champion johnny gomes i remember and, that and we, we were betting on every single group that came through the 16th hole and now they have a whole channel on that right and they should hire Johnny and I was going to say Johnny should stay. He's getting to live there probably. Yeah, you know. And folks, that's that is your pro show update for the week ending January 29th, 2021. And before we get out of this show, which we got to do quite quickly, we're certainly going to thank our sponsors. That's Taylor Made Golf and welcome back to the Fray New Jersey Golf Foundation. Who knows after that update they might they, <laughs> they might jump out of that contract. But anyway, you know what's coming up Tuesday? No. Groundhog's Day. Is it, oh, yeah. is it really? Hope springs eternal that we can get out of this sooner rather than later and uh you know what also i have hope for that you continue doing the excellent job that you do thank you wade weezer for being here and thanks importantly to my listeners now you know the tradition before i go i'm going to leave you with one brief thought about decision making this week leaders make thoughtful decisions and then act in the process the thought of failure is not part of the equation so be brave and remember part of being a decision maker is actually making decisions I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.